burial grounds are all the same to me. Horses on posts and kids and ghosts, the spirits we gotta set free. Them city slicker pickers got a lot of slicker licks and Joe or me. And out on the range, acting strange, it's where I long to be. Because I just want to be a cosmic cowboy. I just want to ride in a rope and a hoop. I just want to be a cosmic cowboy. A supernatural country rocking galoot. Lone Star sipping and skinny dipping and steel guitars and stars are just as good as Hollywood and them boogie woogie boogie woogie bars. Gonna find me a vest and head out west, my lady and myself. And when I come to town, they're gonna gather round, they're gonna marvel at my little baby's health because I just wanna be a cosmic cowboy. And I just wanna ride in a rope and a hoop. I just want to be a cosmic cowboy A supernatural country rockin' galoot Try one, Andy! Harvest moons was rolling through my mind. Home on the range where the antelope play is getting mighty hard to find. Now don't you bury me on the lone prairie, I'd rather play their life. And I'm doing my best to keep my little pony in overdrive. Because you know I just want to be a cosmic cowboy. Come on! Well, I just want to ride in a rope and a hoop. Let's sing it again, everybody, come on! I just want to be a cosmic cowboy I just want to ride in a rope and a hoop A ruby hoop I just want to be a cowboy Supernatural country rockin' galoot not the way I'm gonna shoot. Thank you. Woo. Chapter 53. Cattle Gathering. Barb introduced me to Janie and David, who live west of Paso on a cattle ranch near Cambria. David's dad, Pete, was in charge of a farm that had been in the family over a hundred years. They raised cattle and oranges, and avocados split between two places. The Green Valley Ranch was just outside of Cambria, and the Toro Creek Ranch was just outside of Morro Bay, and each held gatherings a couple times a year. In other places, they are called roundups, but not in Central California. It's a gathering. 
Remember that when you visit. Because of Barb's influence, I was invited to ride my horse in the event. The gathering starts right after daybreak. A group of cowboys on horseback set out and methodically sweep from one side of the ranch to the other, keeping the startled cows and calves in front of them and pushing them toward the barn area. As more cows and their calves enter the growing herd, the noise level rises. Each cow has a low moo, distinctive enough to be distinguished by that cow's baby, and vice versa. The baby responds in a higher-pitched ba, thus both mom and baby can find each other. Sometimes a cow tries to escape from the main herd, usually by running sideways into the nearest tree-covered ravine. Hopefully an alert cowboy will anticipate the move early on, quickly pushing his horse to cover the hole the cow was looking to escape through. After an hour or two, the herd arrives at the processing area where the barn and corrals are. The noise level triples when the calves are separated from their mamas, but the separation is the beginning of the groundwork. It takes a handful of men to process cows through the chute. The first time I helped at the gathering, I was put on the ground crew to work the squeeze. It's the primary method to contain cattle for vaccinations, preg checks, and other veterinary workups. I was positioned at the front and to the right of the squeeze, opposite David, who was the gatekeeper. He handled the pipe lever that juts out about four or five feet. He opened the gate by pushing both hands down on this lever, stepping backward and swinging the gate open to free the caught animal. The cows are put into a chute with a squeeze at the end. As a cow moves forward, she's caught in the squeeze to be preg-checked. Afterward, another person pours a cup of insecticide along her backbone while a third party injects the cow with her yearly vaccinations. David had the fun job. I gave shots while he played the animals. After letting a cow free from the squeeze, he slammed the front gate shut by pressing down on the bar handle to close down the head catch. Next, he moved to the other end of the chute. Lifting up the rear gate, he allowed the next critter in before slamming the gate shut again. Now with the cow caught in the squeeze, she was enticed to look through the front hole which David opened wide by moving the front handle. Patiently, he waited for the cow to investigate the possible escape route. He waited for the cow to push her head through the front opening far enough for him to trap her by squeezing the bars onto the bovine's neck. With her head caught, the cow bellowed loudly, futilely using her front legs to claw backwards. Unable to free her head from the catch, she pleaded for help, bellowing and moving her head side to side. Satisfied with the head entrapment, David pulled a rope to squeeze the side panels together, securing the cow more firmly by pressing her from both sides. When an animal was finished being processed, David relaxed the sides by pulling on a rope with his left hand. Next, he freed the head by stepping on a lever to open the pipes clamping around the neck. Finally, when he pulled the lever towards him, the entire front gate swung open. When we finished with the cows, it was time to attend to the calves. Bull calves were castrated, branded, vaccinated, and dehorned. This processing was done either in the chute or when the animal was roped and held. They used cowboys for roping the young bulls the first time I had watched, and Frank and his boys were in charge. It was a chance to use their roping skills, castration time, cowboy style. Being a guest, I stayed out of the way. I didn't want them thinking I was judging their technique, and I wasn't. I was interested in watching and learning. I was intrigued, and paid attention. Frank was a team roper, one of those real diehards who continued with the sport even after he lost digits from both of his hands. It was in his genes, 
and he never lost his ardor. His kids inherited the same passion, but still had all their fingers. Both of Frank's boys were on the high school rodeo team. Today they were practicing their throws, and they weren't running against the time clock. They were tossing the lariats over the bull calves and stretching them out for castrations, which was how the sport began. The calves were left to wander in the large paddock until they were singled out for roping. Justin was the oldest, and he waited for his dad's nod. He was the header. He went first, landing a well-formed loop perfectly around the bull's head. By the time the rope settled onto the neck, Justin was already pulling it tight, dallying his end of the line around his saddle horn three times. The line continued to tighten as his horse knew to back up. The pull from Justin caused the calf to come towards him, stepping hesitantly in short, choppy steps. Andrew's turn came right then. He needed to catch a hind foot as the calf stepped forward toward Justin. Deftly, Andrew threw an open loop on the ground, just as the calf moved, catching the foot in the loop when he pulled backward. As soon as Andrew shifted his weight, his horse backed up, tightening the rear rope the moment he finished dowling it around his horn. Okay, stop, he's good and tight, Frank rushed to the castration site between the stretched out hind legs. The bull calf bellowed loudly as Frank set the bucket down. Grabbing the bull's scrotum with his left hand, he pulled a sharp blade from the bucket, focused, and hacked off a four-inch length of the ball sack, throwing the scrotal skin in the bucket along with the knife. Then he grabbed the lower testicle firmly in his palm and pulled a pair of emasculators out of the soapy water. This tool did a complete and thorough job, cutting and crushing the spermatic cord and vessels appropriately. The bull bellowed in pain, letting everyone know how well the tool worked. And he yelled again when Frank repeated it on the second testicle. Frank saved the testicles for later by throwing him in their bucket. The emasculators are the most modern part of this surgery, I thought. Watching Frank pick up a thick basting brush otherwise used to swab barbecue sauce onto chickens. Today it applied the castration rub. Shiny, black, Texas tar. The best antibiotic salve cowboys had available. Frank was an assistant wrestling coach at the high school, so he always found healthy boys to tackle the groundwork. They were the ones who untied the bull when he nodded to his cowboys to let the rope slacken. Usually, the newly minted steers were glad to be untied, immediately running off. However, the boys were repeatedly admonished to move to safety as quickly as possible, in case an occasional badass wanted to create a fuss just because he lost his balls. End of chapter. Thank you for listening. The entire autobiography can be purchased as an old-fashioned paper book or an e-book, as well as an 11-disc audiobook set, or can be downloaded from the audiobook site Spotify. More details are on my website, jeadvm.com. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.